1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
0: 18 plus. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report... We're the 25th top paying career. Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you
1: win? Like, are you a fist pumper? more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA
0: meeting. Really?
1: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell.
1: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Buckeye Weekly Podcast. I am Tony Gerderman. here, as always, with Tom, or Tom, How's it going, uh, Tony? Are you supposed to be here? Are you trying
3: to steal uh, my bold predictions? I'm not sure you're allowed to be
2: here. Are you allowed to be here? This is actually behind me is a green screen of my home. I am actually on site scouting your bold predictions right now. But please don't tell anybody, especially don't tell the NCAA. Also. Are you having hamburgers?
3: Yes, I am having hamburgers. And that's actually the real problem here is the hamburgers. Uh, in case anyone is wondering, did these two idiots have a stri- uh, answer? Not necessarily. In case you missed it on Thursday afternoon, the uh, Ross, uh, report from Ross Dellinger and Dan Wetzel at Yahoo! The Michigan NCAA has opened an investigation into Michigan, apparently for potentially doing some in-person scouting and sign stealing of their opponents. Tony... When you schedule a brutal schedule as Michigan has just absolute just an absolute murderer's row, can you imagine trying to face Bowling Green without resorting to stealing in person signs, which is again only an allegation right now we don't want to rush to judgment on any of this stuff, but i mean which which of the teams so far on their schedule do you feel that these allegations have been against because I mean it could be any of, I mean, Rutgers, I mean, mm. it could be Indiana. I mean, how yes. are you going to stop the Indiana's offense without scouting Indiana in
2: person? I don't, no one else has done it this year. I, I think what needs to happen is a full investigation in terms of flight plans, check to see how many planes have left Detroit and landed in Toledo, and then a car was rented and driven to Bowling Green. I think there's some of that that needs to be involved. I wonder how far back this goes. Could it possibly go back to at least two years to explain how Michigan has been able to be successful against Ohio State's defense when that's never happened before? I think all of all options are on the table because this calls into question everything that has come down throughout Jim Harbaugh's tenure at Michigan. Everything is, uh, it's cast a Paul, it's cast, everything is in the cloud now, and you how many of his wins are going to be taken away i think all of this is now it's in it's in question because boy is it every month we get a new allegation a new form of cheating a new suspension a new coach being fired at michigan what what is going on there
3: um, well i certainly wouldn't want to speculate on that and i do feel like it's appropriate for us to pump the brakes and wait for some of the additional facts to come out but you know i mean it does it does feel like there is a little bit of a, I don't know. I mean, a pattern developing is that is that fair? That it it feels like there's just kind of constantly been some stuff going on with Michigan football, and you know, a lot of it gets kind of poo-pooed, and it's just hamburgers. And I don't, I mean, there there are lots of there's lots of smoke that it was not just, in fact, hamburgers. No matter how much people want to paint it as just hamburgers, but we'll you know let that one play out as well. But yeah, it is, it is interesting. Michigan wanted to get into big boy college football. And I mean, the the on-field results have, have indicated that and some of the off-field stuff is starting to lean that way too. So it'll be interesting to see how this gets covered uh, internally among the folks that cover Michigan's program because it, it does sort of, you know, if this is all borne out to be true, it does sort of counteract what has been the prevailing narrative among that
2: set of folks for many decades. I wonder what the it's just hamburgers explanation will be for this. It, it'll be like, oh, it's just golf trips or it's just, oh, it's just a baseball card show. Like they'll, they'll find like a conference that was at each of those cities. Like, oh, they were just going. To... It was a f- furry con. It was anything. But again, let's not speculate. Please, please,
3: let's not speculate. Can can we? Is there any way to turn back time 30 seconds and make me not hear at least some of those phrases? No? Okay, well, let's talk about bold predictions instead, because no matter how stupid that show is, it's no possible way it can get any stupider than the last 30 seconds of this show. So, Tony, Hmm. I think we should talk about who won bold predictions. Not to change the subject, but I think we should talk about who won bold predictions last weekend. I got mine about pen holding Purdue under 80 yards passing in the first half. They were held to 47 yards in the first half, which is famously less than 80. Uh, Ohio State hit their 150 yards rushing and 250 yards passing. They were over 150 yards rushing, then went backwards under 150 yards rushing. I texted you that that was about as mad as I was ever going to be if I didn't get that one. And then they did. They finished with 152 yards passing or 150 yard two yards rushing, 354 passing. Uh, they were not plus three in turnovers. Uh, they did not recover a fumble by a Purdue quarterback. Uh, they did outgain Iowa by six yards per attempt. Ohio State, 11.1 yards per attempt. Iowa, Tony, six for 14 for 37 yards, 2.64 yards per attempt. I do not know if I've ever seen a non-service academy mm-hmm. that low. It covered that one easily. Uh, three of Ohio State's defensive linemen, each had more than one tackle for loss. Tyler Williams with two, Jack Sawyer with one and, one and a half, JT Tuimolo with one and a half. Uh, I did not my hit my parlay of touchdown scores. Uh, I may have cursed the universe there with picking Trafion Henderson to get a touchdown run, and then he didn't play because he was hurt. And then I said, uh, okay, we'll swap in Chip Traynham, and then Chip Traynham got hurt. So uh, I stopped swapping people in because at that point, I did not want to be directly responsible for any, any young men getting injured. Uh, Kyle McCord, the nine-yard pass that you gave me, uh, that one hit as well. So one, two, three, four, five points, Tony. Uh, that feels like a lot. How did you do?
2: Well, Tom, we're out of time for the mm-hmm. show. I want to thank mm-hmm. everybody for joining us. I got one and oh. not, well, I got two, including the, the free point that you gave me where Ohio State scores four points in the first, Ohio State scores four points in the first 57 minutes. Well, I think that was the one I gave you. You gave me the Kyle completes a pass of nine yards. Oh, well.
3: It doesn't so matter. Anyway, but, the,
2: the important thing is that number one, I won. And number two,
3: mm-hmm. I did half of your work for you as usual. Yeah. So now that, that's about how this typically goes.
2: I did. I did get one where my my one one of my one pointers was somebody loses rushing yards who hasn't done so yet. That was Dallin Hayden, mm. just as I expected. I said exactly one play of seventeen or thirty four yards, and then boom, right away there was a seventeen yarder, and then not so long after that there was a thirty four yarder. And I, I, you don't know how often these things happen, but apparently quite often. So I was surprised I didn't get my one eighty one eighty. The way things were going, I thought that was going to hit, but. Came close to the Cardinal Tate three-pointer where he surpasses his season totals of five catches, 83 yards, and one touchdown. Mm-hmm. Closer it than was, anything else I came to.
3: Was this bold horseshoes or bold hand grenades? No? Okay. Well, then it sounds like right. it's 5-2. So, Tom, go ahead. All right. Tony, we're going to start with Penn State quarterback Drew Aller. Do you know in his entire college career
2: how many times Drew Aller has turned the ball over, fumble, or interception? I don't know if he's fumbled. I know he hasn't thrown any interceptions in his 241 attempts. Zero career turnovers, as right. far as I could tell. So, Tony,
3: guess what he's going to do for the first time in his college career on Saturday? He's going to turn the football over.
2: I This is one of those where, well, that's that's going to stick. He's been starting for half a season now, and he's played. And it's not a ton of starts. But, yeah, that's his whole thing is he doesn't turn the ball over. So, if you're going to go with that, because I have something similar, but it's different um, if I choose to use it. So, yes, we will allow that one. Drew Aller commits a turnover. Done. Tom, my first one, I will go with something that has only happened once this season. So, it is possible for it to happen, unlike the Drew Aller stuff. Carnell Tate scores a touchdown.
3: Yeah, I mean I have to I have to allow that just based on the fact that it has only happened once this year and you know picking an individual player to score a touchdown is always a little dicey plus this is going to I think be a relatively low scoring game so based on all of that I kind of have to grudgingly allow
2: that one for you. I feel like it's a two pointer but I'm going to start out with with the one there, Tom. Very very bold of you to only take one points for for that one, yes.
3: Uh, wait Wait till you hear about my three-pointer by Drew, Drew Aller doing something he's literally never done in his entire college career. Um, yeah, that's fine. You take your take your one and be happy with it. Uh, next one, Tony. Let's see. How about this? Have you, did you see the graphic on Thursday morning from Tom Frenelli from CBS Sports about the number of air yards that Penn State has? Like no. the graphic, it, it was a graphic where, uh, you know, the graphic was titled, quote, who's chucking it? And the answer is not Penn State, averaging something like 6.4 air yards uh, and then averaging less than two, more than two yards short of the sticks on their passes all year. Would you like to guess uh, where Iowa's uh, air yards are in terms of where they how many yards ahead of uh, uh, Penn State Iowa is in terms of both air yards per attempt and also average air yard per sticks, two sticks? No,
2: I don't want to get
3: involved. Iowa is two yards closer to the sticks and two yards further uh, in terms of air yards per attempt. The high-flying Iowa Hawkeyes. So all that, Tony. I mean, this should really be a seventeen-pointer, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just graciously take this as a one. Penn State attempts a pass between seventeen and thirty yards, thirty-four yards downfield
2: within their first five snaps on offense in the game. That's a good one. That. I, I was worried you were going to try to stretch this out beyond anything like you know, through the first four quarters. So 17 to 34 yard air pass, air yards pass within the first five snaps, you said? Within the first five snaps on offense. I just,
3: I think maybe they take a shot at some point yeah. on their first drive or early on their second drive if they go three and out. Just just feels like that might be something that they they look at doing and that would be very uncharacteristic for them. But Worth yeah. worth a worth a shot, especially with Denzel Burke's health, you know, at least somewhat in question right now. And just so people know, air yards meaning downfield, not to the sideline. Yes, yes, we're not we're not using like a the hypotenuse of the triangle. Mm-hmm. It is how many yards downfield the pass goes. So seventeen to thirty-four yards.
2: Okay. All right. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game this September. Get in on the NFL action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code Up to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Up. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 or or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply.
0: We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News and World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.
2: My, my next one, Pointer, goes along with that one because I have, I'm, I'm going to boldly predict. I feel like this should honestly be a two, but I'll keep it with a one because I'm feeling generous. Ohio State has not yet given up a 40-yard completion. Penn State has only thrown one all year, and they haven't thrown one since their second pass attempt of the season. So they've, thrown, they've gone 179 pass attempts without a 40-yard completion. So I am going to, like I said, it feels like it's a two, but I'll go ahead and go with one, because it also feels like they're due, mm-hmm. like both sides are due. So mm-hmm. I'm not trying to talk you into getting even angrier at this one, but I'm going to say 40-yard completion for Penn State. Well, and let me
3: just hit this one right now uh, that's sort of related, and we can see if we're kind of in the same ballpark here. Penn State and Ohio State have allowed a total, allowed a total between them of eight passing plays of 30-plus yards in 12 games. That works out to 0.67 passing plays of 30-plus yards allowed in 12 games, or 0.67 per game. So, I'm saying between the two, there are at least three plays
2: of that long for one point. Yeah, we can do that. That's that's a pretty good number. So, at least three plays? At least three plays of 30-plus yards now, passing. Play? Okay, all right. Yes, yes. Okay, three passes of 30 yards. And can, uh, Tom, once a receiver catches one of those three passes— he is now no longer eligible to catch another pass. Is that what you're saying? Nah, it is very specifically not what I am saying. That was, okay. I would never, Tony. I mean, I respect the listeners way too much to say okay. something like that. that. That's fine. We don't need to strike the receivers. Are you saying that once one of the quarterbacks throws one of it, those it, passes, they are stricken? Is that what we're saying? I don't think that's what I'm saying either. Let me just go
3: ahead and check the transcript. And no, that is not what I'm saying.
2: But thank you for now, asking. Thank you for showing interest in my, in my bold prediction. <laughs> I wouldn't call it interest, but all right, we'll go ahead and allow that. At least three passes of 30 yards or more combined from the two teams. As long as Tom, it is not just one person. That's cheating. In what way is that cheating? Specifically, show your work. Because it's happening in person, Tom, and we know anything that happens in person is cheating. But but if I'm eating a hamburger when it happens, then it's not cheating. See, now the hamburger has become a 17 or 34 in the show, and now we have to allow this. All right. At least three pass plays of 30 yards or more. Done. Tom, do you know what Penn State has done on 29 of their last 30 trips to the red zone? I'm going to guess that they score have scored points on 29 yes. of their last
3: 34 30 point possessions. Yes, the they've red only
2: fit. They've only failed twice this season. I am saying they will fail at least once in this game to score at all.
3: Okay, so one empty trip to the red zone for Penn State mm-hmm. based on the based on the stats there. I think I have to agree with that. I'm gonna transition right now to another related one. I think we are very much on the same page mm. with a lot of this. This is my two-pointer. So my this for two points for me is both teams convert a fourth down attempt and also do not convert a fourth down attempt. So each team is at least one for two. Penn State, what reminded me of that was Penn State is 11 for 12 on fourth downs this year. So both teams have to attempt multiple fourth downs, Convert at least one each and not convert at least one each for two points.
2: I I wish I had more energy to go and look to see how often this has happened, but it feels there's a lot going on with this one. And generally when there's a lot going on with this one, I'll be distracted and just accept it because... Yeah, th-
3: this is this is one of these multi-like parlays where it's like each individual thing is like, yeah, I could see that happening for sure. And it's like, well, now you need four discrete events mm-hmm. to happen and there's only going to be, I think you're going to see some fourth down attempts and I think that might be related to Penn State coming up empty in the red zone at some point. But if that one happens, then there's still three more things that also need to happen. And I don't know how many drives you're expecting in this game, but I think there are not going to be that many opportunities to come up empty on a fourth down conversion because I'm i not expecting a lot of drives in this game.
2: Well, and I'll tell you, each each of, the, each of these two teams are attempting essentially two per game, two fourth down attempts per game. And as you said, Penn State is 11 of 12. Ohio State is six, uh, they're eight of 13. So you, you could get your attempts, but this is, they have to hit exactly straight not box as we've said before and so I'm going to allow and if this is something that is typical I'm going to be upset. Yeah I don't think it's been typical because Penn State's only missed
3: on one so they can I, I, well, I did not go back to look at which game that they
2: did that in. I'm, gonna, I, I'm, I'm going to look at the game logs for the Ohio State fourth down attempt so they did not attempt any at Purdue but they've done two or three in every other games defensively in terms of fourth down attempts, they have faced 16 in six games. So they've faced at least one in every game. And there's been one missed. And they've they've stopped somebody once in every game. But it's not just stopping. I'm going to allow it. I'm just letting the people know it's probably a one-pointer. But we're we're already this deep into the show. So we'll go ahead and allow a two-pointer there. And then I will just ask for some, at some point... For some leeway, not this week because all of mine are bold enough, but maybe down the road, perhaps before we head for a bowl game, just a little leeway. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. I'm sure this won't ever, I'm sure this won't ever get mentioned again. All right. So, so do I need to, do you want to do your two pointer? You want me to do another
2: one pointer here? What do you want to, what do we want to do I can do, I can do my two pointer. Okay. Penn State has allowed in Big Ten play this year. 462 yards passing total. I am saying Kyle McCord will throw for 100 under that. 362. I'm not going for 462. 362 would be a career high for McCord against the best defense he's faced this year. A number that is not close to anything that Penn State has given up this year. And I could look to see exactly when the last time they even gave up 362 yards passing in a game. But I don't believe I need to. I I would be interested to know that fact. Yeah, I'll tell you because
3: I, I mean because we we talked earlier in the week about uh, I'm not I'm not fighting you on this. I would just be interested mm. to know that fact because this year's Penn State schedule has not been rich with tremendous offensive firepower, shall we say? I think we went through the stats at some point earlier in the week, and exactly one of the teams that they've played was in the top 100 in terms of points scored per game, and one of them was in terms of, I think, yards per play. So no matter how you want to slice it, advanced metrics or traditional metrics, their opponents have not been very good. So when is, when is the last 10 Penn State give up yes. this many yards passing?
2: So the most they've given up this year is 276 to noted passing attack Illinois. But they gave up 354 to Ohio State last year. To C.J. Stroud, do you remember him? Do you remember that passing attack that Ohio State had back when they had Marvin Harrison and Emeka Abuka on the same team? The opener against Purdue last year. 365 yards passing allowed to NFL quarterback Aiden O'Connell. So that was the last time. It's been some time since then. And again, they barely passed. And it took 59 attempts. I don't think we're going to see Ohio State throw the ball 59 times. They honestly may be fortunate to get 59 total plays in this game which is yeah. another factor. Yes, which is
3: definitely another factor. So yeah, I'm going to I'm going to allow that. There's a lot of there's a lot of different moving parts there in terms of which receivers are going to play mm-hmm. and what's the weather like and what's the game state and is it, you know, Ohio State trying to manage, you know, so Ohio state trying to come back. I mean, the best thing that could happen in terms of this happening would be Ohio State being down by two scores in the first half and kind of having to abandon the run. That that would be the most likely scenario. So I'm sure I know which way the listeners are rooting this this week as usual. Uh, Tony, I'm going to go, I'm going to bring back one of my favorites, Uh, Tony Davis and Igbenosan with two discrete impact plays and also an accepted penalty against.
2: This is, this is becoming a 1734 cheeseburger, (laughs) but also at some point it's, when does it become a free square? You know, has he done it yet or does it just feel like it?
3: I don't. I don't think anyone has actually hit on this one yet. Like, I'm sure it has happened, but I don't think... This is at least the uh, third time I think someone has picked this, something along these lines. I don't think anyone has hit on it yet, which is, you know, it's, it's significant.
2: No, it is. I'm just looking. He had a... He has, he's had one half tackle for loss. That was a couple weeks ago. And, all right, no, we're going to allow this. This is... A, Strangely this is one I think everybody should root for just because you know maybe not the penalty if you don't want to get into that but this is kind of like a pet thing now for the show so I'll, we'll we'll go with that one Tom here's something and I don't know I don't know if this is bold and we can talk about this because it's happened it's happened I think three straight weeks my favorite part of these shows is Tom I don't know if this is bold let me
3: run Howard narrator voice that for you If you're asking,
2: no. Well, it's just it depends on what your definition of is bold is, uh, if you will. So this is something that Kate Stover has done this four straight weeks of at least fifty yards receiving, and he's never done it more than like two, I think, last year. So I don't know—is it bold to say he could do it for a fifth week in a row, or is it not bold because he's done it four weeks in a row? So that. That's the the thing I'm thinking like 50 yards receiving and a touchdown. But so, he's done that the last two weeks. So my
3: fifth bold prediction for one point is Cade Stover 100 yards receiving which would be oh. a career high. So okay. I think I have I think I have overbid you. Now I I do not have a 3 point. Oh no, I do have a 3 pointer. So yes, I I think that's a Unless you, unless you would like to go over a hundred yards or tell me ninety yards and a touchdown or something, I think uh, that's probably one I'm going to get.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to allow that one. You can have that one because I had a second one. Like I just, I was trying to figure out, knowing we'd have a conversation, is it the five straight that is bold or <laughs> you know because you say it, that. If you had predicted him to do that five weeks ago, that would have been incredibly bold. He's
3: already done four of them, so you're picking him to do it once. That's just to be clear on how probability works. That's no, I, not I, I at all. Wanted,
2: bold. I just wanted your thoughts on it to see where you were. But clearly, you're you disagree. So, and not even not you're not even disagreeing because I wasn't even sure, you know, in terms of how you would feel about it. But that's why it was a it was an auxiliary prediction. I, I can.
1: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com.
2: Here's one for you, Tom. Each of the quarterbacks, each of the two starting quarterbacks in this game fumbles at least once.
3: Well, I guess Drew Eller hasn't lost a fumble in his career. I don't know if he has fumbled but you know that's this is two de- starting quarterbacks yes so kyle mccord and drew aller both start both fumble the ball Great. Right. they don't have to lose it can, can we have mm, trying to decide if one of them needs to
2: lose it because then it
3: becomes yeah a, if you try be, to yeah. change it
2: then somebody has to lose it so what do you feel yeah. what do you feel like
3: yeah i'm gonna no i'm gonna say i'm gonna say that's okay each of the starting quarterbacks so Call, call your shot on this. Kyle McCord and Drew Aller both lose a fumble in this game, or both fumble the ball in this game. Yeah, whatever. Is that what you're saying? I just want to make sure we're, we're yeah. on our P's and Q's, as Tim May has said this week. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes. Just that sounded pretty non committal there. I'm going to need more than a. Yeah. Uh, each of Kyle McCord and Drew Aller. Fumble, assuming that whoever starts for each team fumbles at least once. So, yes. Okay. All right.
3: And then, so now we have all five of our ones. We have our twos. Uh, I still have want, one oh, more. I have one f- more one. Yeah. Okay. Somehow I, have, somehow, somehow I have come. Oh, because I just, uh, the Cade's still over one. So, yeah, I yeah. think that's, yeah. Okay. Go
2: ahead. The- <laughs> There will be at least uh, 34 more punting yards in this game than rushing yards. Now, both teams are averaging about 130 yards punting. That's right mm-hmm. where Ohio State is in terms of rushing as well. Penn State's averaging 200 yards rushing, so that right now they're averaging like 70 more yards punting than rushing, or rushing than punting combined. So I'm saying there'll be at least 34 more yards punting than rushing in this game. All right, I am frantically trying to pull up the Ohio State-Notre Dame
3: box score because I think we're probably looking at a fairly similar yeah. game, and it feels like this is exceedingly likely to hit, which is a problem for a what is purportedly a bold prediction.
2: Last year, Ohio State against Penn State had... Hundred and fifty six yards punting. And they had nine hundred yards rushing. (laughs) Ninety eight yards rushing. Uh huh. So this is a thing that happened by a
3: wide margin last year. One hundred and thirty five and
2: Penn State had hundred and thirty four yards punting last year against Ohio State, and they rushed for hundred and eleven. I, Having looked at that, Tom, mm-hmm. do you want me to change my answer at all? No, and here's what I'm I'm pulling up the Notre Dame box score.
3: And Ohio State rushed for more yards than they punted for, 126 to 115. Notre Dame rushed for more than they punted for, 176 to 92. So so you're saying that they will punt for more than they rush for? Which
2: which one is higher, punting or rushing? Total. I I believe punting has, has won out in terms of the the total. Thirty four more yards punting than rushing. Again, thirty four.
3: Thirty five yeah, and I will allow that. I I went back and I looked at the I looked at the the numbers from the Notre Dame game and I think we're I think I think we can I think we can do this. I think that's I think I will allow that, especially because of the thirty four. I was I, I just wanted to kind of sanity check it against against the box score, and that's fine. I am not Tony I'm not unreasonable on this. I just when when we when you throw out, you know, well, if Mercury's in retrograde, the Buckeyes are going to run the ball at the, you know, between you... 17 and 34 degrees latitude. Like, I don't, yeah, I just, I need to look at this because otherwise I don't want you. I don't want you trying to get away with stuff. I, I respect the listeners way too much for that.
2: You brought Iowa's retrograde into this show last week. So don't give me anything about. Well,
3: I had, I had their numbers. I had the, the I had, I provided the facts on the ground mm. in terms of.
2: Mm how
3: much they do and when you talk about the iowa passing game it is a lot on the ground so my last one tony oh we got to do three pointers here we go yeah my three pointer we've talked before about the middle eight so the last four minutes of the first half the first four minutes of the second half so the middle eight minutes of the game three scores Not You know, touchdown and PAT do not count as two separate scores. Three scores, so a touchdown, a field goal, a safety in the middle eight between the two
2: teams. I don't really feel like that's a three-pointer. I feel that's more one or two, though. I know this is going to be a low-scoring game, but you try to do your most scoring at the end of the half while you're just trying to make something happen, and... yeah but you also have to score that i i don't like this as a three pointer but also i know points aren't going to be easy in this game i will say tom how about field goal can only be used once i was going to say, how about this
3: at least one must be a field goal at least one must be a touchdown how about that
2: yeah I, i'll go i'll go along with that i again i'm i know i'm speaking for the people here when I say this doesn't feel like a three, but you've already thrown your two in there and four, four scores in the middle eight feels more like a four. Uh, So this is not, this is an unhappy medium, if you Mm. will.
3: If you want to count the PAT or two point conversion, I will give you four
2: scores in the middle eight. That's fine. We can do that. That makes you feel better. No, we're going to go ahead and do this. That way I can be a martyr after the fact, which is my favorite thing. My three pointer and again, respectfully, the leeway that I gave you, Tom. A defensive touchdown return from somebody who's never scored. So it can't just be a fumbling recovery in the end zone, mm-hmm. interception in the end zone. We see those all the time. Uh, but it has to be a return from somebody who's never scored. How many players on the Ohio State defense
3: have scored a? T- and is this is this from both teams?
2: No, no, no. This is just Ohio just State. Just from
3: Ohio State. So a player on Ohio State's defense who has never scored scores a touchdown on a return of at least One more yard. than zero yards. Yes. Yeah.
2: Now, I can I can run down some names of defensive players who've scored for you if you want to start eliminating guys. Sure. Go ahead and run through those. Josh Proctor, Jermaine Matthews, Tyleek Williams... Steel Chambers JT2 Molowal Tommy Eichenberg. I feel like this is becoming a four pointer rather than Yeah moment. I was
3: going to say I think you had me at Denzel three-name. Burke Yeah you had me at a couple names ago I think Yeah that's that's fine that that's a okay. that's a good one Yeah I I feel like that's that's fair I was I was going to put some kind of a return number on there that, but hmm. 17 felt like too long So you know I, I that's fine I think I think that's a, I think that's okay. a good one
2: All right and your gift uh, Tony,
3: an Ohio State running back, will have a run of over five yards
2: within the first four quarters.
3: You know what? I will graciously give you overtime as well. Okay. Although, if this game goes to overtime with Ohio State not having a rush of five of over five yards, I kind of don't want to be there for the for the the game.
2: So, first team to score wins. All right, then I will accept that. I will give you uh, one here. My gift to you. At least one tackle for two different different Ohio State linebackers. At least one tackle for two different Ohio State linebackers.
3: Okay, but I get I get to count Sonny Styles as a linebacker if it comes down to it.
2: Okay, but only if the tackle happens on defense.
3: That's fair. I will not count a Sonny Styles tackle on special teams or if he starts playing offense.
2: See, Tom, we're getting along just fine right now, and I appreciate the way we've come together and we've allowed things to become friendlier and less hostile, less hateful, less maniacal on your part, and you've really grown as of my humility has also stands out quite a bit, I think, as well. But it's probably the best part of the show, as, a, as I've been told. So, anything else? No, I think that's it.
3: I'm looking forward to seeing... Who has the couch of shame on a long Tony weekend trip to, to Wisconsin, two nighter Tony, two nighter, and then guess what? We got no, got another two nighter coming up the week after that, going to Rutgers. It is, it is going to be a couple high stakes weeks on the uh, on the couch of shame. Front.
2: Yeah, but the good news is, regardless of the couch kind of shame, when we go to New Jersey, everybody hits the mattresses. <laughs> so we take it to the mattresses. We're all good there. But that will do it. For this Bold Predictions episode, I want to thank you all for joining us. As always, please check us out at BuckeyeHuddle.com. If you're not yet a member, become a member. Check it out for a month. It's a great way to support us and what we do, and there's plenty of stuff behind the paint wall, X's and O's, recruiting, team stuff. Just you know, We're there on the message board as well, so you can reach out to us at all times pretty much there as well. So thank you all for tuning in, and we'll talk to you guys later.